Welcome to another episode of Follow the Brand. I am your host, Grant McGaw, CEO of Five Star BDM, a five-star personal branding and business development company. I want to take you on a journey that takes another deep dive into the world of personal branding and business development using compelling personal stories, business conversations, and tips to improve your personal brand. By listening to the Follow the Brand podcast series, you will be able to differentiate yourself from the competition and allow you to build trust with prospective clients and employers. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Make it one that will set you apart, build trust, and reflect who you are. Developing your five-star personal brand is a great way to demonstrate your skills and knowledge. If you have any questions for me or my guests, please email me at grant.magaw, spelled M-C-G-A-U-G-H, at 5star BDM, B for brand, D for development, M for masters.com. Now let's begin with our next five-star episode on Follow the Brand. Hello, and welcome to the Follow the Brand podcast. I am your host, Grant McGall, CEO of Five Star BDM, where we help you to build a five-star brand that people will follow. Today, I have a few questions for you. Does an MBA prepare you to be an expert in personal finance? What is the true cost of procrastination when it comes to growing your finances? What is the generational wealth you are leaving to your kids and grandkids? Ruby Wesley and Janice McClary use wealth accumulation strategies backed by trust, education, and industry certifications to strengthen your financial house. Let's get excited and develop the mindset to deliver financial wellness with a great advisory team. Janice McClary is a successful business owner offering advisory, brokerage, and financial planning services to create and sustain multi-generational wealth for families and businesses. She enjoys partnering with clients to ensure their vision and action plans align and is passionate about serving her community. Throughout her long-standing career, Janice has been a trusted advisor, mentor, and advocate for over 100-plus small businesses. Janice is a native New Yorker, a wife, mother of four, and grandmother. Whether hanging out locally near her home in Summit, New Jersey, or traveling to new places, faith and family is everything to her, and every client is a part of her extended tribe. Now let's meet Ruby Wesley, who graduated from Rutgers University in New Jersey, where she majored in economics. She started her career in financial reporting and later went on to launch an award-winning desert dessert business. Her entrepreneurship journeys garnered several accolades and years of experience, which she reinvested into her peers and fellow business owners through mentorship and various leadership positions. She brought her drive and entrepreneurial passion to Northwestern Mutual. Understanding that helping people build brighter futures starts by building strong relationships. Her goal 
empowering women of color to achieve financial security and peace of mind. The best part of her job is helping women gain clarity and organization around their financial surplus. After developing an understanding of who they are and what they want, her team and herself works tirelessly to provide a clear vision with a tax-efficient financial plan that evolves with them. When she's not at work, you may find Ruby at home baking cupcakes or watching Disney movies with her daughter, Princess Leah. Let's welcome Ruby and Janice to the Follow the Brand podcast, where we are building a five-star brand that people will follow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another special show on the Follow the Brand podcast. We have a couple of beautiful young women that are in the finance industry. And this, you know, as everyone knows now, we are in our financial empowerment series And what would a series be without talking to people that really are in the industry, have a passion about the industry, and want to give us knowledge and experience and understanding about certain things that, quite frankly, we all don't, at least I'm going to say, I don't know a lot about. And I have been asked of the grant, you know, if you could do some shows that just helps educate, you know, especially our K through 12, our people that are in uh, undergrad school, people that are in early career states, and, and these things, they say, you know, I wish I would have known. Well, we want to make sure that you know. So without further ado, I want to bring up the tandem of Janice and Ruby. They're going to tell us a little bit more about themselves and, and what they do and why they do it. So you pick who goes first. Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Sure. Um, first and foremost, Grant, thank you for the opportunity for allowing us to come on your platform and share about our world and what we do on a day-to-day basis. Um, collectively, I've been in the financial arena for about nine years. Um, really enjoy just teaching people about wealth empowerment, um, You know what to do to prepare their families for financial security, help them understand how to organize their surplus, grow their money, in a tax-efficient manner, um, and really feel good that they're on track for the retirement that they envision, um, preparing their children for a a great financial head start. Um, And so, you know, being able to be, have a career that allows you to not only put your personal financial trajectory on a great path, but also empower the people that you sit in front of to do the same thing is completely rewarding. Um, And so, I wasn't supposed to talk a little bit about me, right? Um, so in addition to just really loving that line of work, um, also a mom of a six-year-old, single mom. So super, super, super passionate about working with other moms um, that are go-getters that are killing it. We're in a ton of different hats because I am you. I understand your story and I understand your challenges. And um, that's that's about me in a nutshell. Oh, great, great overview. I, I love it. <laughs> they, they, that definitely kicks us off. So now we're going to you know, swing it over to Janice. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I'm a mom as well. I'm married and I have four children and I'm also a grandmother. So my passion for financial literacy stems from wanting to create multi-generational wealth for my family because I didn't grow up with a lot of money and I was a first-generation college student And I I saw these struggles firsthand at what my family had to go through. Um, So I had a very longstanding career for 17 years working with business owners, but COVID sort of pivoted my world 
And what I really realized was that I love working with people and I wanted to do something to help them get off to a better start. So that's how I got connected into this industry. And so far, it's been amazing. And Ruby and I just love connecting, especially with um, women of color, because like she said, we know their story. That's who we are. You know, I was a single mom. Um, I had to wait a little bit for my prince, my Prince Charming, but I want everybody to have financial literacy in their lives. Well, that that is a you know just a great statement. There's a great why. You both kind of kind of framed your why, what led you to to to, to this point. So my question is expertise. How did you how do you become an expert in what you do before you even engage with people that need your service? Well, um, there's a ton of training and that is ongoing. You've got to get licensed, certified. You know, we're dealing with very um, personal, fragile information about people. And so you want to be working with an advisor that is credentialed and that knows what they're talking about. So, um, you know, getting your, you know, life insurance licenses, getting your securities licenses, those things are, are, are critical to ensuring that you are acting in the best interest of your clients. Mm-hmm. And Janice, you want to add to that at all? I, she said it all. It's a lot of exams. There's a lot of exams <laughs> that you take to be licensed as a financial advisor. Um, and training is every day. Like, I feel like there's no end to training. You're wow. always learning. <laughs> These are things like, like, so you go to school, mm-hmm. you know, you get a college degree. Do you... you now, is, does an MBA qualify you to be a financial advisor or not? Does it help? Does an MBA? How does that all play? Because you still got to get out and get certified. And I understand that because I'm in information technology a lot and you still got to be certified in certain platforms. Things change. How does that play in? It helps tremendously. I have an MBA and I feel like some of the classes that you take around finance are really helpful, but you're not getting into the granular when you have an MBA. That's more of an overview. So when you decide to come into this industry, you have to be a student of financial planning in order to always get yourself to that next level. So that's what we're both doing, just constantly every day learning. I love that. I love that. I love that. So now I want to get a little deeper. I want to ask some questions. We're going to look at, we're going to frame this as, I'm not, I don't want to call it a demographic or anything like that, but what is the common challenge do you see in certain family structures or even single individuals as they approach you as a financial advisor? What's the key, like, wow, I wish they knew this. Um, and because if they did know this, they wouldn't be in this situation. What do you come across the commonly that you feel that you can uh, give us some enlightenment on? Uh, I mean, if, you know, just as far as demographics are concerned, uh, we know that there's a huge wealth gap, you know, with within the African-American community compared to other races. Um, and traditionally, having a financial planning conversation is, has not been a common thing. Um, it is, you know, becoming more and more common uh, as we increase our economic buying power. But because of that, um, you know, the the sales cycle, if you will, of acquiring clients is longer because this is not something that's just second nature. You know, we, we, when you meet with someone for the first time, you know, there's, it takes time to build trust. It takes time to educate. 
because like I was saying, these are not common conversations that have been had for generations. So for some people, they're hearing some of these terms, like what, what really is, you know, my 401k, I know I need to contribute to it, but I don't really understand how this works. So it takes time to educate um, as opposed to dealing with people that are already familiar with some of these financial tools. So those are some of the challenges. Um, and I don't know if we consider that so much of a challenge, but it's just some things that we realize that there is more time invested um, in building those relationships and adding value because of those different you know, layers that we go through before we can even get to the point of sitting down and do some planning work. Mm-hmm. 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 You want to add to that at all, Denise? Um, challenge, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a challenge, but I think the opportunity is to just have, like Ruby said, have that trust factor and get people excited about building wealth, not just for themselves, but for their children and their children's children and saying all the things that you do, you're a living legacy. You're creating legacy for your future. So, and and that's how I live my life. I, I hold my head up high and I'm like, I'm a living legacy. So all that I'm doing now is setting up my granddaughter and future. And I want that for you. So just getting them excited about it. I love it. I love it. So I, I feel the passion. I hear what you're saying. And I, I know I want to frame a conversation for that person who's working every day. That person that's working every, you know, I work every day. It's so hard to even think about paying for something extra and putting something away and investing in something when I'm barely putting, you know, just keeping my lights on. You know, you've been a single parent, you got a family, you understand that struggle. Help us understand why, why I this has to be a priority? Um, I mean, I think, you know, that is the reality for a lot of people. Um, And sometimes it's a matter of like, well, let's look at your cash flow. Let's really understand where all our dollars are going. And if ultimately there there is no quote unquote surplus, meaning that your expenses and your income are, are pretty much just gridlocked, there's nothing left over, then we have to look at, well, what do we do? If we want to make some changes, then we have to figure, then something's got to change. Maybe it's taking a class. Maybe it's pursuing a career that's going to generate more income. Maybe it's picking up a side gig um, to be able to create some additional funds. Because in order to fund your goals, you need to have some surplus. Um, Above and beyond that, you know, in, in thinking about like, I can't afford to do this now, I'll do this later. There's the value of time that you're losing, and it's ultimately going to cost you more money to make up that time. So it's advantageous to 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 really be intentional about where and understand where your dollars are going, so that you know that you are preparing for the future. Because if you don't, you're going to fall short, and that's where we run into generational problems. Because now we're short in retirement as adults. And now that that responsibility falls on our adult children who are probably in the phase of taking care of their children, saving for their own retirement. And now they've got to take out a portion to also help you, the the, uh, the older parent, for your care and your financial support because you fell short. Yeah. Wow. 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 So and I'm here. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say just to add a little bit, um, changing their money aura, right? Like, w- What's your relationship with money? Why don't you have $25 to put aside for yourself every month? Let's understand what that philosophy is and try to get to a pay yourself first 
philosophy as opposed to saving what's left over for yourself and starting small. No, I'm hearing that. That's it. It's prioritizing time and money, long-term, short-term strategies. Now, are you more geared to real estate planning or, or are you doing all kinds of financial arrangements or what, what's your specialties? Denise, if you want to take Denise, Denise, yeah. <laughs> I would say that we don't have like one, we're not really, we don't say, Hey, go buy a lot of property. It's more about understanding their goals and making a their vision match with how their month, their financial plan is going to go. So if you say, I want to own a home. Okay. You got to start with a savings. Mm-hmm. So everybody we're building their financial house and, and everybody's house is going to be unique and different. So there's no one way that we approach the planning. I like that. Uh, you want to add to that at all, Ruby? Yeah, um, like Jenny said, it really just starts with understanding your playing field. Where are you now? And having an honest conversation about where you're at. And everybody's going to be at a different place. Some people have done some planning. Some people just need, hey, let's just kind of enhance what I'm doing. Some people need like, hey, we need to kind of start from a foundation. Let's strengthen this. And then we can start going into that sexy phase of planning where we're talking about wealth accumulation strategies and things of that nature. So um, there, there is no specific, hey, you know, start investing in real estate, you know, put your money in this place. It's about first, let's, like Jenny said, build your financial house. Then we can talk about wealth accumulation strategies based on the things that you want to accomplish. And everybody's goals are going to look different. Wealth accumulation strategies. I like the way that sounds. That, that, that is awesome. You know, so this is a brand show, right? We, we, we focus on personal branding, career development, business development, and financial empowerment. So I want to ask each of you, if you had to define your brand, or I would say more, not even define your brand, how are you using your brand to help you know, solve problems? Um, in this career, we are all business owners. At the end of the day, you are your brand. Um, you know, the people want to work with you. This is a very personal, you know, relationship. And, you know, if you're not represented in a matter where people are going to be attracted to working with the type of person that you are, that can hurt you. So I think it's important to just be cognizant of, you know, what are your values? What do you stand for? Because we have the autonomy to decide who, who we want to work with, right? Um, and who we want to work with are going to be attracted to the type of person that you are, your value system and things of that nature. And of course, your credentials are also going to be a part of that. Um, and that's the business owner side. As far as just the, the brand and the organization that we run a business platform through, Northwestern Mutual, um, you know, a very high position um, been around for over 160 years, financial, very strong financial position. So that just adds to the, you know, just the, you know, who the business owner is. Being able to be associated with an organization is just highly reputable is also a great thing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Janice, you want to chime in on that one? Um, building the brand, I say for me, it's about the prestige and the expertise. You know, what is that value that I'm going to be able to add to make your life better? And and that's that. Well, hey, that, there's your tagline right there. I'm here to make your life better. That, that kind of reels you know, some people in. But I think your your stories on a personal level are, are good because 
that's a commonality that are out there. You know, you both are starting at different time. You're getting into this industry. You found it. My question is, what was the turning point? What's what made you say, this is what I'm going to do? Why did you choose this as a profession? This episode is brought to you by Five Star BDM. Five Star BDM is a professional consulting and advisory group keenly focused on business development services for small to mid-sized businesses and entrepreneurs. Although every business is unique, they often share challenges that can be addressed through smart branding. Services include process improvement and operations, digital strategy and transformation, business intelligence, digital marketing, and personal branding. Our five-star business and personal branding company has helped a number of professionals and organizations to optimize and grow. The result is more business, more opportunities, better reach, positive outcomes. Please visit www.5starbdm.com to learn more and view all the episodes of Follow the Brand. We'll start with Janice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was very inspired because all throughout my career, I worked with business owners. And I always was like, man, they're just so awesome. I want to do what they're doing. But I never could find my right niche, right? Like I never knew what that was going to be. And then when I thought about financial planning, I'm like, wow, this is me. I'm, I'm a caring person. I, I love to help. I love relationship building. And I get to do all of that. And, and I could have work-life balance because I could do my job on my time. So those were all the draws for me. Uh, that, that, those are excellent points of entry. You just brought your brand all the way to, you know, to the, the visibility standpoint. You know, that, that was very, very good. So, Ruby, let's hear from you. Um, well, I started my career in corporate financial reporting, um, being an analytical and creative person. The creative side was starving a little bit. So I, I um, launched, after several years of doing that, I launched a dessert business for the creative side. Um, and once I had my daughter, I, I kind of had to figure out how to juggle all of this. So I was just looking for something that I can do. Um, and I tried going back to corporate, but after being an entrepreneur, you realize you've got the entrepreneurial spirit. You feel like a fish out of water. Um, and so combining the two worlds of entrepreneurship and finance, um, this just was like the, the perfect combination of the two. And, you know, just being able to just have that autonomy and kind of define and also having that work-life balance, too, was definitely things that, you know, fit the bill for me. Well, I love that. I see you both lit up when I asked that question. So <laughs> I, I like the drive, the, you know, the drive and the passion is real. It comes through. So I'm going to ask another question. And this question is, you're working with the client. Mm-hmm. Both of you get to answer this question. You're working with a client. The client is, he, he, they are on track. They've been you know, saving money. They uh, have goals. Uh, everything is looking good. They've been doing this maybe, let's say, three, five years. Perhaps they want to own a business or home. There is, it's retirement. And then that crisis hits, that unforeseen issue whether it was a death, it could be a, a, a divorce, it could be you know loss of job, takes you off your path. What would you say to those individuals? 
I don't know if you want me to take this first, Janice, or you. <laughs> Uh, if they were working with us, we would say we planned for this. Not that we 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 wanted it to happen, but you know we can ne- we never know what's going to happen. All we can do is minimize the impact, and we plan for it. So. Okay, okay, that's our motto: protect and prosper. And I I think that's a great question because a lot of people don't focus on, you know, the what ifs. We we get excited about you know, like everything's on track. Yeah, I'm saving for retirement. My investments look great. I'm making good money. But the thing in the rear view mirror could be a spouse. It, it doesn't even have to be you. It could be your spouse getting injured. Now they're out of work. Now that's impact to your, your cash flow from your income, household income. Or it could be an elderly parent or it could be yourself. And it doesn't mean that you were not healthy. It could be just a freak accident. Somebody ran a stop sign. And so we have to make sure that we have offense and defense in our planning and that defense is going to support all those offensive plays. But without it, you're not going to have your quarterback on the field with no blockers. I'm just saying. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. You got to have some cushion for the road. We are on, you know, we were playing a game, you know, in, in, in the capitalistic society. It's a, it's monopoly and you need to be educated. That's one thing I, I have noticed in our society, uh, especially let's just say the African-American uh, community is that I believe we, we've been attuned to being a consumer society in mindset and not in a producing society and understanding that number one if you're playing just say a simple game sounds simple as monopoly you know you do not pass go you do not collect two hundred dollars you go straight probably to debtor's prison i'm not going to just call it jail but how do you get out because the name of the game is to accumulate wealth right you know you get your job but then the job leads to what get in a house and then the house accumulates into getting some more properties and more expensive properties. And then, you know, that's the game. Like it or not, that is the game. So we need to, to educate our, 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 our younger generations as soon as possible. This is the game of life, you know, and, and get out of that mindset, unfortunately, that sometimes we see in, in the media, you know, that, you know, quick money schemes, or you're going to do things that are low percentage. Like, yeah, it's great. You want to play sports, but you must understand that only the top, maybe 1% actually get to the point of getting million dollar contracts. So unless you are an exceptional in, in those areas, it is going to be difficult. However, you take up a profession like yourself. Most people don't know that the number one pain business in america is entrepreneurship number one and who can participate a lot of people there's nothing that says you cannot participate and becoming an entrepreneur you can start your own business for a few hundred dollars and nobody can tell you that you can't now it's up to you to make it prosperous but no one will say you can't do that there's nothing going to come to you like no can't do that no 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 but you know you pick up certain professions and you're going to need certifications, you're going to need training, and you're going to need people like yourselves to tune into. So I'm going to step back from the mic. It's part of the brand that we do. Like Step back from the mic and allow you to speak and say what you want to say to my audience, who's made up of a lot of different individuals that are hungry for knowledge and in a, in a better understanding of finance. So we're going to start with Janice. What would you like to say? Well, I like to say that 
they shouldn't rule out careers like financial planning. Um, we want to see more diverse women, you know, people of color in this industry because there's just so many people that we can reach and they want to work with folks that look like us, right? Um, and, and bet on yourself, you know, just have confidence that you can do it. And then if you're the on the other side that you're like doing a great job at everything you're doing, don't feel like you have to do everything by yourself. You need an advisory team around you. Yes, your accountant, your, you know, your financial planner, people that are going to help lift you up and make you better. I love it. I love it. I love it. Great statement. How about you, Ruby? Um, if they take anything away from anything we discussed today, it would be those two words I mentioned earlier, protect and prosper. Maybe you have a prosperity plan, but you don't have any protection in place. It doesn't matter how well your investments are doing, how much money you're making, that one incident happens can really be a derailment. Um, so just making sure that you've got a great comprehensive bulletproof strategy to, you know, the hard earned money that you're making, whether it's through income or passive income, whatever. Um, and I would just, you know, encourage people, regardless of where they're at on the financial spectrum, as far as their knowledge, um, we have very intelligent investors that are clients. So it doesn't matter, you know, I'm successful. I don't need to have an advisory team. I think the people that are really doing well understand that they're busy and they don't have time to, they got to focus on what they do best and they don't have time to do the work that an advisory team can do for you. So we welcome and encourage people to to just be open to having a consultation. I mean, you know, that just takes some time. And from there, you can decide on whether this is something that's going to be beneficial for you or not. I totally, totally agree with, with both of you. I tell people all the time and say, you know, I know how to live, let's say a house, real estate. I know how to live in it. But if you ask me to build it and I say, well, do I want to do it myself? Just think about some of the projects. Yeah, but you don't do this every day. You know, so certain projects, and if it's that important to you, remember real estate is an ascending asset, right? Do you really want to start working on that one yourself? You know, you got to take that in consideration. Uh, but if I can trust, have a trusted partner, somebody that does this every day, and they educate me, like, look, here's the deal. You're going to want to do this, this, and this. This is good. This is bad. And, and this is why you want to uh, bring in an expert. You two are experts. And I, I would say, no, you say, don't come to Grant, you know, come to Ruby and Janice, you know, if you want uh, financial advice. I, my job is to just to bring you two together. So what is the best way to contact each of you? Um, you can find us on LinkedIn. You can find us, um, you can contact us via email. Um, you can call we have our website, so I don't know what would be the best way for us to leave information with you for you to put out to your audience. You let us know how you'd like for us to give you that information. Absolutely. We'll definitely have it in, in the show notes. And, and Janice, any final thoughts? No, thank you so much for having us. Um, this was a pleasure. Um, my Instagram handle is moneygal77. And I think Ruby's was yours. It's a wealth empowerment advocate. So that's one of the best ways to get us. Just hit us on social media. I love it. I love the Instagram handles. This has been a wonderful, wonderful show. I want to thank both of you for taking the time, taking the time to educate our audience about 
financial planning and why it is so important. And you can view all the episodes of Follow the Brand at www.5starbdm, and that's B for brand, B for development, and infomasters.com. Until next time, take care, Ruby. Take care, Janice. Thank you very much. <laughs>